0: It is 4.02. You're tuned to KDNK. It is time now for Everything Under the Sun. I'm your host, Raleigh Burley, editor of The Soper Sun, And joining me in studio, a voice you'll recognize. Hi, Rob. Hi Raleigh. <laughs> the one and only Stephen Cole. Uh, well, it's
1: nice to be here. A little early for the Bronco Babble.
0: You know, Steve, I've been hearing this promo on KDNK lately that's got me a little bit uh, nervous because it sounds like they're looking for a new uh, morning news person.
1: Yes, they're looking for a new morning person. And uh, what's good about it is uh, it would be adding another journalist as well. Okay. So uh, that always comes in handy at KDNK.
0: <laughs> <K-S-J-A-D-N-K. K-S-J-A-O-S-S-O> now <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well... So, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess there's been a couple people uh, with feelers already. And, okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's transition time, and uh, they say you know it's the right time when it's the right time. So I was uh, on vacation there for three weeks, and as I like to say, a series of minor epiphanies along the way, and just say, well— People can cover me here and people can cover me there. And I'm not really necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love each and every morning almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending, I usually feel better in the morning than the rest of the day if it falls apart after I fall out of bed at 5.15. So there's a reason they call it an alarm.
0: Right. Well, but,
1: uh, I, but I love it. But, uh, yeah, it was just uh, kind of living in a different time zone for 14 years. And mm-hmm. it's just not stress but strain. And uh, again, just I still love doing the morning, so I'm just kind of cherishing each morning now. And whenever if we find somebody, it'll, it'll be uh, the rain uh, will be over uh, in a week or two, or maybe not a couple weeks. So uh, I'm I'm easy,
0: right? Well, most people are uh, just getting their coffee started and rolling out of bed. You've been at the station for who knows. You know, you have to get here before six a.m. Um, and then you got to be that voice and you got to be animated you can't just uh you know especially in that morning hour uh, be a little bit too boring but i think you've always done a great job of uh, kind of throwing a lot of personality and humor in and and mixing that in with uh the NPR broadcast well
1: thank you i i've always said too that if i thought anybody was listening i'd get nervous <laughs> But uh, yeah, each and every morning, I do the little ritual. Every uh, minute is timed out here, feeding the cats and making the coffee. And fortunately, my wife makes me coffee the night before, and I just got to pour in the water in the Mm -hmm. bun coffee maker. Mm -hmm. And uh, about halfway to Carbondale, I feel great. You're two steps ahead of the day until you're two steps behind it.
0: Well, and so it's 14 years that you've been the voice here at KDNK, but uh, you have nearly 40 years here in the Roaring Fork Valley as a radio personality.
1: Yeah, I uh, did one year of sabbatical in uh, New York, living in the city on the uh, Upper East Side. And when I got back, all my friends were working at k when it was an uh, AM station and the overnight. And then I had my first uh, uh, voiceover. They had a video guide where the case note was the music on the, on the TV, the video guide. And so it's kind of like the bus. It's the same thing. Aspen video guide to dining.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Aspen video guide to shopping. Mm-hmm. That played 10 million times. You know, so that broke me in as far as the repetition, repetition, repetition. But.
0: And when you say the bus, you refer to uh, your the voice that people hear on RAFTA when they've arrived to their stop. Stop requested. That's the
1: voice. <laughs> Stop requested. Yeah, it's uh, it's been yeah, it's funny, just kind of a nutty little thing that fell in my life. Thanks to Phil Schultz, actually, for uh, uh, who worked at uh, Rafter and uh, got me to do the uh, the little the little tags. It, it sounds strange. It, it took me a while before I was riding the bus myself, and then I thought, man, the bus is just great, <laughs> being able to sit there and not have to have you know. Uh, fight with traffic and it's got wifi on the bus and you sit there and look at the scenery like you're a tourist and, uh, get off in Aspen. Then I've, I've had my post office box there for about 46 years. So you do a little walk down there and a walk back up and, mm-hmm. and go, yeah, Aspen still looks nice. We're going back down Valley now.
0: Is it strange to hear your own voice?
1: It doesn't sound like me on the bus uh-huh. to me.
0: It doesn't sound exactly like you. It's a little different.
1: It doesn't sound. Yeah. It's uh a little, so yeah. I'm surprised that people recognize me, really, but there I am. I
0: think If you listen close, Carbondale Park and Ride. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, hopefully, yeah, it's uh, whatever. Hopefully, the least annoying option. But uh, yeah, there's a little built in, but uh, it's a great uh, technology of, uh, for letting people know when to get off. So it's, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing it. It's some, I'm doing something useful.
0: So in your. 40 years more or less here in the valley um, anything else like that or uh, anything um, little secrets like that that your voices other places
1: oh not secrets necessarily but uh, I did a ton of jingles that's all I was doing in the late 90s and early 2000s and actually I'm, I'm quite proud of many of them some of them are still playing every day
0: Okay. Is if I tight? had
1: a dime for every time some of those have played I could have retired years ago
0: Radio jingles,
1: yeah, radio jingles. Uh, it, it, they're at, surprisingly, uh, considering making a little CD of them just for the people to get a kick out of them, uh-huh. uh, some of them. But it's surprisingly listenable because I had different people singing it, not mm-hmm. just me. Right. A lot of times I'd get the arrangement, I go, "Well, let's see if the vocals work," and I do it. I go, and somebody, would, I'd send it off to somebody if they like the idea, and they go, "No, we're running it; it's on the air."
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, a lot of people who. Have, i've played with in bands or what have you uh, kenny thomas who's gone he did a couple and uh glenwood ford and actually for another one for castle peak automotive center it was kind of a bruce springsteen uh style do do do, do. <laughs> and so yeah and i mean that's a lot of fun i i would continue to do that um i haven't done one for a little while now but it's still available
0: and so you were telling me earlier that you moved here um, back in kind of that infamous uh, winter of 76, 77, or you moved up to Aspen at that time.
1: Yeah, it was a part of the Great Migration, a lot of people. Well, I ended up moving, I think I lived in, uh, we lived in Aspen actually, it was, yeah, again, it was a drought, so we lived at this place called the Highlands Inn that was near the base lodge of Highlands which was near a great parking lot, and it's all torn down now, of course, it was a long time ago, but we were, since there weren't many tourists, because the word was out that Aspen didn't have snow, We were the I found somebody to play music with almost immediately, and it was in a studio like Dromedary Studios the next day, and uh, so we were the employee band, for the and we had the employee pool, and the employee sauna, and it was like a paid vacation, and I was hooked, so
0: mm-hmm. I like
1: to say I'm on my 46th year I'm on my three-day vacation.
0: Mm-hmm. And where did you come here from?
1: Well, I grew up in Iowa, but I went to school at the University of Denver in okay. the fall of 70. And actually, that was the first time I came to Aspen, I believe, was I played in the third or fourth Ruggerfest for DU. So I played rugby at DU for four or five years, and then I later played with a gentleman a year or so after I got here, and through 83, I think. So our 81 team was undefeated until the last 10 minutes of Ruggerfest, and that was a that was a great year. We... We beat a team in the semifinals of Ruggerfest that had like 10 or 12 national team, the Eagles, uh, Santa Monica playing on it. And uh, the whole town was out. And mm. it, was, it was big fun.
0: Yeah, so you found um, an engaging place to move with all the things that you wanted to do between the music and... Yeah,
1: sports. the energy there in the town in the late 70s and early 80s was just great. And it was all inclusive. Mm -hmm. Uh, you'd have families still being able to come out and afford to be able to be here and then again for those three four year run we played a lot at the place called uh patty in the continental inn and somebody's oh it's the third week of january and this this guy who you'd met the year before from illinois or something that had come out had come back again and we had all sorts of famous people actually sitting in that was a with a couple bands, but uh, Bobby Mason band as well. I remember one winter we played 37 nights in a row. A mm-hmm. couple of those were like sit-ins, and they had a thing called Hoot Night at the Jake's Abbey, but everybody was kind of out in the town every night, really, because people lived in town, for one. and uh, yeah. But I, I lived in the Mid-Valley pretty early the second year, I think, and so I've always been a kind of a Down Valley-centric kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So a few years here and a few years there, depending on what was going on
0: how did you get your start in broadcast
1: uh again by just kind of cut some of the shtick and stuff i i would do it was like entertaining by dorm floor at du the ninth floor and uh so it always kind of and actually i obviously always been into music so when i was in sixth grade i would have the little plastic stereo up on my patio from my uh, kitchen blasting out. And then I have people come up and ask me for requests. And I had, so I would type out on the typewriter each week. I had how many requests so that I have my own little top 10. I mean, that was the days of uh, Beatles and meet the Beatles and everybody playing these little detachable plastic speaker stereos in the garage. And it, it was uh yeah, the British invasion time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: fun, but I always enjoyed music and the concept of a DJ, but just never really thought to uh, seek it out. I, May have contemplated it for two seconds when I was at DU because they had KCFR there down, mm-hmm. which I think has morphed into something else now. But anyway, so yeah, again, I just got back from a year in New York, and all my friends were doing it. So oh, I always wanted to do that. And once I started working full time, basically that was that was it. So
0: and where was that initial work? Case No. Case No.
1: And then Case No. went to FM and. Uh, Worked with Steve Skinner back then. Uh, Michael Bionno, who was the drummer of Starwood, he was doing the midday then. And when he left, I took his slot. And then Steve had meanwhile gone down the street to KSPN. And uh, Frank Erickson was working there then. And then Frank, sometimes he would quit. for, And then some days he'd come back. It was one of the times when he quit. So uh, Actually, Frank, before he quit, he hired me to come over there and do the midday show.
0: And you were doing music or weather? Yeah,
1: just just doing the music and weather. Okay, my favorite times was uh, doing the midday shift for KSPN for years because it was like a five-hour show, ten to three. Wow! And uh, and, but it was music. You know, Mm -hmm. every twenty minutes, you might play maybe two and a half uh, minutes of spots, a couple sixties and a thirty. But other than that, you could get these long sets and segues all to flow together. So for me the time went quick
0: cool and um and you do continue to dj here at katie and yeah i'll
1: still i'll still be doing that Mm -hmm. for sure so uh yeah that again kind of gets in your blood so I, i love i love the new stuff that comes out by mostly by people i know but i get turned on i mean just going down the Road and listen to Katie and K, or go, Whoa, I got to find out what that is. It's frustrating sometimes because somebody else is playing a four or five hour song set, and I go, Who is that? And then they introduced four songs, and I go, I have no idea Missed you know, it. Which, which, <laughs> which that song was, but occasionally I'll call up. But no, uh, oh, the music is still fun, and uh, yeah, integral. So I'm hoping to spend more time on that side of the ledger and the time coming up.
0: How did you first come to work with Katie and K?
1: That was Mr. Skinner. Okay. I had worked at KJAX for three years uh, when Brent Gardner Smith was the executive director, head uh, honcho, and Steve was a program director. And then Steve left not too long after I got there, a few months I think, and then I got the job at kd mm-hmm. And k uh, And so when uh, Brent had left and uh, things kind of took an icy turn at the uh, at KJAX, uh, anyway, I was out. And about for a few months, but then Steve says, "Hey, come down." So that was literally 14 years ago. In another couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. Thanksgiving of
0: 2008. Well, uh I was happy to hear you say you, you're you're not in any hurry to leave here, Katie and Kay, and you are kind of enjoying it now that it's sort of that sweet and bittersweet um, for all of us. But, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any advice or any words of encouragement for anybody who might be on the fence about applying for the job? Or Oh, it's great.
1: Saying? You know, it took me till uh, 70 in Social Security to be able to say, oh, okay, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, I guess I can, you know, I can afford to leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, uh, yeah, again, I still love it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 70. So, uh, the, the, again, it's just kind of the wear and tear and Tired of being tired, and mm-hmm. then they say, "Oh, you better take a nap." And then half the day's gone. And then, you know, again, you're in a different time zone and coordinating things with everybody else. You, you kind of know, and my wife, and and uh, what have you. It's, uh, yeah, it was just time uh, against a little, a little strain. Uh, uh, just the last couple years, I've noticed that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I, I don't love being here when I'm here. Well, for I, sure.
0: as you mentioned, it's an opportunity for um, somebody to. Not only do the morning hosting, but do reporting as well. And uh, there's, you know, preference for somebody who's bilingual, but of course it's open to anybody to apply. And uh, they should email morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, at kdnk.org for anyone listening.
1: Yeah, and please do. <laughs> the sooner you, the sooner
2: you do, the sooner I can go.
0: Or don't, but uh, we'll or don't. Keep Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll
1: see. Yeah. Capture the flag. But no, I would encourage. Uh, it, it really is great. It's great fun because, as I say, you're 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 two steps ahead of the day once you kind of wake up and, and mm. get in motion, and uh, and to just have it come in here and the place is your own, and mm-hmm. you know do some reading or whatever. And it, it, once you get just kind of the rhythm of the what you call the clock. Uh, the NPR yeah, yeah, yeah. clock yeah. when you come in a little thirty second breaks, but everything is scripted, so it's not, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's not like you have to come up with things on the fly. Not like you have to, mm-hmm. and it's, that's why I've, uh, it's been fun for me too. Because sometimes if if I get a thought or something occurs to me and the timing is right, sometimes I get oh I'd like to do that, and then all of a sudden it's like no, it's too long. now. And then other days if uh, I don't. Feel particularly entertaining. Nothing's really hovering in the brain. I, it, it's not like I have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. if you have to be, whatever, witty or entertaining or whatever, then it becomes a chore. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when it can just organically come out of whatever the moment is. Spont- spontaneity. That's K D and K anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, especially memorable moments that you would share? Or one story from those fourteen years? Some. Um, Surprise. It's funny how
1: it all blends in. You go, 14 years? 14? I've been
2: getting that for 14 years? <laughs>
1: uh, well, some of the members membership drives, obviously. Uh, there's because there's that, there. again, I love being here by myself and nobody calling. It's mm-hmm. great. And uh, so, again, I don't feel pressure. I just feel like I'm kind of talking to myself or doing it kind of as a, you know, nebulous talking to the cosmos or whatever. Uh, not that heavy. It's just uh, – mm-hmm. uh, Anyway, but uh, again, the, the, the moments during the membership drives were getting some people in here. So f- after not having company for f- five or six months, it's great for me to be able to actually sit and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I talk here in the afternoon, I go, God, I'm out of practice of this, mm-hmm. uh, the back and forth or whatever. But that's what makes the, the babble fun for me. I can just sit and kibitz and not have to be the straight
0: guy well it's been really fun to hear you uh joining the bronco babblers and how cool to have your son Anderson Cole, involved oh that's, as well
1: that's been sweet I've, I've still uh yeah it's uh it uh, just blows me away how uh, how cool that was mm-hmm. and is since anderson still yeah he sends me the community calendar every morning <laughs> it's great so uh, uh, yeah it's work. been so much it's been so much fun and really uh uh such a blessing you know so uh, mm-hmm. that's all been good but yeah, again, all the, over the years and stuff, and with Skinner and some of the things, we just flew in because we just get so desperate in the membership drives, and now everything is a well-oiled machine, and people sign up on the sustainable level, and it just makes it easy for everybody. But we did have some funny moments just because we were just exhausted, and the uh, Austrians, right? and, yes, and just pulling our hair <laughs> out for. Uh just thinking we wouldn't get there. Mm. Uh, each time there would be some time where the you know, we'd be on twenty thousand for three days in a row and you go, I don't think we're gonna get there. Mm. Well, I was telling Greg this morning that I thought, oh that's a good sign. Every time I think that way, well all of a sudden it'll it'll the wind will come back and the sails and away we'll go.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh this is everything under the sun and uh we got Less than 10 minutes now before uh, Steve's just going to take my chair and host Bronco Babble. No, I think we're having Cody come in. Oh, okay. He's been hosting.
1: Fun. But Jane is kind of down for the count. She's going to be remote, and Anderson is going to be calling in remotely, too.
0: Well, Steve is a man of many talents, and uh, as you heard, a musician. Steve's got a show at Heather's tomorrow night, um, and he also brought in a CD with some of his own personal music. Uh, So we're going to do a little bit of that. Um, You mentioned track one was in a Hallmark movie.
1: Yeah, it was in a Hallmark movie 2014. Actually, I wrote it in 2005 and uh, uh, subscribed to a service that is kind of the middleman. Clients want something for broadcast TV or TV shows or movies or whatever. So I had submitted this song a couple times and had a couple feedback things. Well, you might want to rework this and this. So I did. And uh, all of a sudden, so, oh, it's been forwarded to a client, and that had happened to a couple of times, but then I never heard anything. But all of a sudden, two days after the last forward, the guy, the music director of the movie, which was uh, For Better or For Worse, mm-hmm. which ironically came out in the day my wife and I got married, <laughs> literally the, the, the day. And uh, anyway, it was the featured song in the middle of the movie where the sparring couple get together at a big band dance class. So this is kind of my uh jazz crooner persona i guess you'd say so uh but that the song is halfway through the movie and then it uh, is over the uh, closing thing too there's a, a female clarinet player in the wedding band who is pretending to play my clarinet part
0: all right let's check it out <laughs>
2: A day without you is a day without sunshine. A night without you, just a little bit blue. You light up my life like the sun in the sky. Heaven knows why I'll feel like I do. It may be your eyes, maybe your kisses, maybe your smile. My lonely heart misses, whatever the reason. It's easy to see. Something is missing when you're not with me Heaven knows why I feel like I do But heaven knows I'm crazy I'm crazy about you Heaven knows I'm crazy About you Walking down the avenue Dreaming Wishing I could be with you Hoping and scheming Love is hard to explain, it can slip through your fingers, some memories fade, some memories linger, my lover, my friend, I still can recall the night that we met, the thrill of it all, heaven knows why I feel like I do, but heaven knows I'm crazy, I'm crazy about you, heaven knows I'm crazy about you.
0: of course the beautiful voice of Steve Cole also doing the clarinet and the saxophone
1: a little uh, a little snippet
0: (laughs) we don't have a lot of time left and we do have several songs we kind of wanted to check out you mentioned that this next one is a little bit kind of up-tempo and yeah this
1: is this is one we did a few years ago with the Uptown Strutters and uh, it was original of a cover of another song and I wrote the lyrics Rewrote the lyrics and had kind of fun, and it's a little—it's uh, fun. It's a fun tune. So actually, this was at the taxi convention. They pulled this tune out one time where they have a panel and all these hundreds of people, and uh, all of a sudden I was going, "Whoa, that's my song!" You know, coming up the, the speakers. Convention. So this is fun. Tom Hills on the drums and David Bluefield on the keyboards. Everything must go.
2: So... beautiful (laughs) (laughs) it's very beautiful
1: yeah thanks for playing that riley appreciate that
0: well thanks for being my guest today steve cole and it's been great uh working with you when i was the news director and i'm always appreciating hearing your voice on kd and k whether you're spinning tunes or talking about the broncos or hosting the news uh while i scrape my windshield I uh, turn it up extra loud so I can hear yeah, you. A scraping day. We'll have a lot of those coming up. Yeah.
1: No, it's been great, too. I, I, I couldn't have enjoyed my time here at KD&K anymore. And it's not over. I'm mm-hmm. still going to be here every other week, at least, doing music show and whatever. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to spending more time with my music and maybe putting out a CD or two. I've got some other. We're going to get into some of the wackier little things. Uh, or. Not necessarily totally wacky, but atypical things that uh, I, I enjoy too. So anyway, uh, just having more energy to do that, I'm okay. looking forward to. It. But yeah, it's great. People say congratulations, like, uh, and I go, I'm not retired. I'm just not getting up in the morning anymore.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, well, we'll listen to some of that more experimental stuff in the future. Um, don't forget, there's a show at Heather's tomorrow evening. I'm guessing around six thirty.
1: Yep, right around six thirty to nine thirty. So
0: stay the tuned for usual thing bronco babble um and we'll go out on one more song that uh mr cole wrote for his sweetheart here oh number four number four thanks steve
1: yeah during the worldwide pandemic thank you raleigh